When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, and I'm joined by Paul Hoynes, who's in Baltimore after four days in San Juan, Puerto Rico, with the Cleveland Indians and the Minnesota Twins. Paul, good to have you back on the mainland. Hola, Joe. I'll take dos cervezas. <laughs> well, Paul, it's, you laugh, but you've earned it. You earned a couple of cervezas after... Uh, you know, being out there uh, four days in Puerto Rico, following around Francisco Lindor and Roberto Perez, and and these players who didn't just go out there to play a couple of baseball games, it was almost like it was a, a mission for them. Yeah, it really was, uh, Joe. I think, uh, you know, both teams, uh, the Twins and the Indians, really, uh, uh, you know, they kind of paid, paid back to the uh, community. Uh, the Twins, you know, visited a lot of hospitals, I was talking, uh, you know, some some of their front office people went to, you know, an orphanage that had been uh, not, you know, that had been damaged by the hurricanes and helped, you know, kind of rebuild it. It did some work around there, and you know, the Indians, you know, donated a full playoff share, almost thirty-seven thousand dollars from last year's ALDS, and uh, you know, um, they made some other charitable donations. The, the Indians Wives Association, and uh, j- just to see the. Uh, Connection between uh, the Puerto Rican players, you know Roberto Perez and and uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, and Sandy Alomar, and uh, and uh, and the Puerto Rican people was really cool. It was uh, you could tell there, there's a lot of pride there on this island that has you know produced some great great uh, major league baseball players, and so it was it was a fun experience. It's seven months after Hurricane Maria struck the island. Knocked out power to the entire island. It, it, you know, well documented. Uh, there were even a, a blackout uh, yesterday during. You know, there was question whether the game was going to get the second game was going to get played yesterday. What did you take away from? What did you see on the island uh, that that people don't hear back in Cleveland, back in the United States uh, mainland, um, don't know and don't understand about what what really happened there in Puerto Rico. Yeah, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of uh, the damage, the real damage. I guess that was more in the the interior of the island and and the western side of the island. Um, you know, I talked to Sandy Alomar. Uh, he went to uh, he went home to see his parents in Salinas, and he said their homes were were good. Were had uh, uh, their their house had you know withstood the hurricanes, but he said a lot of uh, people in their town had lost everything, and you know we've written about uh, Roberto Perez's mom in, in Mayaguez. Her house was totally destroyed, and it, it, uh, uh, Roberto's building her a new one now. Um, so it, yeah, you know, but it was it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, yesterday I'm, I'm sitting in uh, the hotel room writing, and uh, you know the, the lights flickered a little bit, and uh, you know. And uh, and then they came right back on because the hotel's generators kicked back on. But then, you know, I turn on the TV and, you know, it's an island-wide blackout. 
and uh, you, you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, there's nothing wrong here. But then I went outside, and uh, you know, the street lights were off. I mean, the uh, traffic lights were off, and the people just kind of kept going. You know, they, you know, the businesses that had lost the electricity, the restaurants and stuff, they just kind of opened the door because the, the AC was off. But people are, you know, walking down the street, eating in the dark, and uh, it was just like, uh, I, oh, this is another day, you know, and. Uh, I think they they become cus, accustomed to it. I mean, I, I don't I know that they're still unhappy about it, but uh, I think that that's a pretty resilient, uh, uh, you know, they're they're pretty resilient in Puerto Rico, and I think uh, you know they're kind of weathering this and, and just hoping for the best. That's the two things that really sort of came across in the television coverage of the two games, the two nights there, uh, were the resiliency of the Puerto Rican people and the sort of unifying power of what baseball and, and Major League Baseball there, uh, you know, was for for not just the people in the park, but really for the entire island. Uh, that, that really came across in, in what we saw on television back here. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, to top that off, the games themselves were both fantastic. Uh, you know, in, in, there were moments from both games that uh, will be, you know, talked about for years. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first game, uh, just uh, the Lindor home run in the fifth inning. I mean, the, the only cheer, the only crowd reaction I've ever heard that comes close to it is when Rajah Davis hit the uh, the game-tying home run in, in Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, when when uh, Lindor hit the two-run homer in the fifth inning in Game 1 to give him a 2 nothing lead. I mean, it was like a whole island kind of cheered for him. It was it was really uh it was really cool. It was it was uh, it was it was a fun thing to experience and he you know he was just kind of blown away by it. And uh the people in the stands, you know, like like Kipnis said it best and goes uh you know uh, uh you know the Indians were the visitors in this series, but he said Francisco Lindor is always plays for the home team in Puerto Rico and uh that, I thought that was pretty. Uh, that was a great uh, statement. It was a great way to sum it up. And especially Joe, like you know, if you'd seen it uh, Monday, you know, when he visited his old uh, old grade school in, in Garoppolo, Puerto Rico, which was about a, an hour's drive uh, from San Juan, and uh, just the way the, the kids reacted to um, Escuela. Um, I can't remember the name of the school, the school, but the, the school was 250 students uh, from fifth grade through uh, the, uh, from fifth grade down to kindergarten. And when he walked through the door, it was like uh, you know some rock star had walked in. They were chanting his name, and uh, all the outside of every classroom they they had these artworks uh, about Lindor that the students had been working on for a couple weeks. It was really cool, and it was about a two to three hour thing. And, you know, he signed autographs, he conducted a clinic, uh, and he was just mobbed. I mean, the, the kids couldn't get enough of him. You know, the, the Players Association was tied into it, so and the, and the MLB was tied into it. The kids were all wearing, you know, uh, uh, Indians hats, and it, it, was, it was quite a thing. It was, it was really, it's, there was some, we talked to some of his old teachers, and it was, it was fun. It was, it was really a good event, and uh, it, I think, you know, Coming after Monday, and then seeing him, seeing what he did on on Tuesday night in the first game, uh, you know that was the capper for me. I, I thought I thought it couldn't get any better than that. Well, and then we turn around, and uh, uh, last night they play uh, they play 16 innings. Uh, Jose Barrios, the uh, the other sort of 
Puerto Rican star headliner player for the for the Twins. Uh, pitches a gem against Carlos Carrasco. They sort of matched uh, matched each other uh, through seven innings, and the game goes on this crazy long hour. Uh, Encarnacion and uh, Miguel Sano both homer in the 14th inning. Uh, that's that was the first time anything like that had ever happened, where two teams went into the 14th tied at zero and both hit home runs. Uh, it's just, it's crazy how you see just all these, uh, you know, crazy chaotic things. And in the background, people, you know, the, the folks that stayed were, were playing drums and music and, and it was like a festival atmosphere in the stands until, uh, until the, the twins walked it off there in the, in the bottom of the 16th. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was great. And, you know, I'm thinking Joe, like, uh, you know they almost don't. They almost don't play this game. And in fact, if the, the city of San Juan didn't kind of open its grid and and you know, you know, kind of, you know, get, uh, send the power their power to the ballpark, I don't think it would have been played. Uh, I really don't. Uh, you know, uh, you know, like two or three hours before game time was, uh, Chris Antonetti was talking to uh, Andrew Miller, the Indians player after they had met with Twins officials and MLB officials. So I think there was some serious consideration that they weren't going to play because all the lights weren't on. Uh, they were, wow. I think the ballpark was uh, be, you know, powered, but it was powered by generators. But some of the, stand, you know, the, stand, the light stands weren't, weren't fully uh, operational. So Yeah, you know, I, saw a, I, I saw a tweet somewhere that Paul Molitor filled out his uh, lineup card using a lantern. So Yeah, right. Man. So, and, and, uh, so, you know, I mean, so they get the power on just to play one game, and they end up almost playing two, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, it just figured. And, you know, there's a uh, John Lowe who used to uh, cover the Tigers for years and years and years <clears throat> for one of the Detroit papers. He, he said, <laughs> there's a quote, he said, the last thing you want to do if you're a baseball writer, is write both teams scored in the 14th inning. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's what I was thinking about when Sano tied it up. Well, I thought the uh, suggestion from a fan on Twitter that you and uh, our friend Lavelle Neal settle it over a, a game of rock, paper, scissors was, was you know, pretty solid as I'm sitting there falling asleep watching the, uh, the end of that game. Or, or, uh, try to, or try to get a sacrifice bunt down. How about that? Well, that, Indians, that's what worst, I, was that the worst exhibition of, of trying a bunting that you've ever seen? Well, and that's that's what that was going to be my next question was it came down to execution and really the the Indians didn't execute three times they had the go ahead run at second base with no outs in in, in after the eighth inning and failed to get a, a sacrifice bunt down or move the runner over and and get a get a run home, uh, you know. Can we chalk that up to being on the road or, you know, the conditions or anything like that? Or is it just, is this just a, a failing of uh, the Indians? There's nobody on the roster who can, you know, get down a bunt when you need to get down a bunt. Well, you know, Joe, it was like a team-wide epidemic, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, Allen, uh, uh, you know, Greg Allen, you know, he's a 26 man. He's a rookie. He can't get the bunt down, and okay, so you give him you give him a pass on that. Maybe the the moment got a little big for him. But then uh, you know, uh, uh, Rajah Davis, a veteran, a veteran that's been around forever, can't get a bunt down. And then uh, Lindor, an MVP candidate, he can't get a bunt down. I mean, so I think you know when those things start to snowball and you get into those extra innings, 
you know, and and you know, I, I I'm not sure if 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 you know if you've got if if there's two on with uh, Lindor up, you know, I don't know if I'm having him bunt with nobody out. I I I'm, I think I might have a better chance let him swing away, but but you know that's that's just me. But um, you know I. I think, uh, you know, I think it was just kind of, it, it snowballed. The good things snowball, bad things snowball. And, you know, I've seen these guys bunt before. They bunt every day. Uh, I don't know how serious they take it. But, uh, you know, I think they'll be taking it a little more serious after this. Well, uh, so tomorrow when they get to the park, you know, 5 o'clock uh, bunting practice on the field, everybody grabs a bat? Or is that, uh, <laughs> is, is, is that I, a solution? Or is that, is it, does it go deeper than that? I think it goes deeper than that. I think uh, you know it, these guys know how to bunt. They they've been swinging a bat their whole lives. You know I think uh, they they just have to concentrate a little more than you know with BP where you bunt the first two pitches and then start swinging the bat. I think you know maybe you go out for early BP and and work with uh, Van Burke Leo. You know or uh, you know so or something like that. I think you you know the guys that are supposed to bunt. That has to be part of their tool chest. That's like a carpenter not being able to swing a hammer. I mean, that's got to be part of your 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 skill set. And you know, we just didn't see it last night. And uh, and that, you know, that's that's disappointing because they could have won that game four or five or six different times. All right. Uh, you know, you've covered the Indians for thirty five years plus. Who's the best bunner you've seen, uh, Indians or otherwise? I'd have to say Vizquel was probably the best bunner I've ever seen. Uh, Otis Nixon was a good bunner. Uh, Brett Butler uh, was a good bunner. Uh, you know, Kenny Lofton bunted for a lot of hits, but but he, he always bunted for for uh, for hits. He he wasn't a great you know sacrifice guy. You know, right. and and I think with his speed, he was always bunting for a hit anyways, even on a sacrifice. Right. But, and, Kenny would Kenny would drag it with him and 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 go, and, and you knew you were off to the races with there. With with Omar, it was almost like his ability to handle the bat was better than than Kenny's you knew it was he was up there you know almost like a magic wand you know he could put that ball wherever he needed to yeah and you know that was his job he's usually hitting number two so you know he was either hitting behind if the leadoff guy got on he was either trying to hit the the hole between uh first and second or or he was trying to advance a guy and you know so he I think he had more practice at it I think he had a lot you know more bunt hits and and Robbie Alomar was it was a real good bunner as well. He he could he, well Robbie could do just about anything. But he, he when him and and Omar were on the in the same lineup, that was really a dangerous lineup. They could beat you bunning. All right, well let's take a look now uh, ahead at the Baltimore series. Uh, uh, you know the the Indians got in uh, uh, this morning early in the morning and. Uh, you know they have a day off Thursday, Friday. They open up a four-game wraparound series with the Orioles. The Orioles are in last place, uh, tied with uh, Tampa Bay in the East. Five wins, thirteen losses. Uh, so by all accounts, this should be a, a series that the Indians should do pretty well in. Uh, they've got uh, Trevor Bauer going um, uh, tomorrow, Friday, against Dylan Bundy. Uh, you know what do you see for for this series coming up? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting series. Uh, you know, Baltimore usually plays these, uh, the Indians pretty tough. Um, you know, Show Walter's a very good manager. I know they're they're struggling right now, but uh, you know they've got some power. Um, and uh, you know, but the good thing is this is a four game series, and the Indians, you know, skip Tomlin. 
to give them an extra arm in the bullpen for the uh, Puerto Rican series. And uh, so they've got, they've got their four best guys going, Bauer, Clevenger, Kluber, and Carrasco. So that's going to give them a really a good chance to do, you know, to, to do well and win this series. You know, Kluber and Carrasco, I mean, if there's, if there's two guys uh, pitching better than these two guys in, in, in the American League or all of baseball at this point of the season, I, I don't know who it is. I mean, they, they are really, you know, right on time right now. It's, so, uh, it's Dallas Keuchel and Alex Cobb over in Houston, but that, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but those guys, I mean, they are really, really good. I mean, Kluber's, like, with a week, you know, a week off, you know, he, he goes six and two-thirds, he gets up one run, and, it, you know, he looked like he could have kept going. And, and Carrasco, you know, he, he had six days off, and it didn't, you know, he threw uh, seven scoreless and, and looked like he could have kept going. So, you know, that, that was really impressive. You know, Clevenger, you know, is, uh, you know, it's coming off a, a tough start uh, where, you know, he started so well and the wheels kind of came off. And, uh, you know, I remember his start here last year in Baltimore, um, you know, he walked about, it seemed like he walked like five or six or maybe ten guys in, in the first four or five innings and, and still got out of it. He hit guys all over all over the bases. He, he didn't give up, I don't think he gave up many hits, but he was walking people and came away with a win. It was one of those, you know, hot, humid, I, I don't know, if, you know, uh, summer days. He, he sweated through about five jerseys, and uh, but he won, you know, so... Uh, uh, so, you know, I think I'm looking for Clevenger to get back on track, and, and Bowers has been pretty consistent all year. All right. Well, uh, Paul Hoynes goes from pina coladas to crab cakes as uh, as he's in Baltimore for the weekend. Uh, Paul, good to talk to you. Glad you're back, uh, back on the mainland safe, and we look forward to uh, following your coverage for the rest of this weekend here with the Indians. Way to snow, Jake, Joe.